0: What boy wouldn't be satisfied with days spent playing soldier? That's what it was like to be in the Army of the Potomac that first winter in Washington City, when the only hardships were mud, which was of a sovereign quality, in keeping with our nation's capital. Rats that deserted the river bank to join the Union's sprawl of tents, the rats too were sovereign and the ringer of the interminable drills McClellan put us through while he sat on his high horse with a hand like Bonaparte's tucked up inside his coat. We were lucky to have missed the Washingtonian mosquito, said to be reared in the pestilential swamps to possess a sparrow's heft and the sting of a cottonmouth. On second thought, our bivouac on the Potomac grew stale. Even so, engrossing a bit of theater as pretending to kill rebel soldiers with musket or bayonet can become tedious. I missed Broadway and the Battery, the Brooklyn saloons where I sold oysters, and too often coaxed and kicked my old man home, if you could call it that, from his stupefying and inglorious binges. How fondly I remember hearing in an Ocean Avenue barroom a waltz tune, cheerful among the shiftless, notes falling unheeded like gobs of spittle on the sawdust-sprinkled floor. I missed Sheep's Head Bay and would gladly have stood up to my knees in winter salt water, raking oysters till my arms dropped off to be back there again. I became an expert on my instrument, as little Will did on his drum. We also became veterans of the boudoir, Although the girl on whom we practised lay not in a swank bedroom on tasselled pillows, but in a hut where black-bound testaments and chaplains' issues of holy gear were stored, we were too young, little Will and I, to savour the delicious incongruity. I mean, God damn it, we gave no thought to irony and none at all to love, while we strained after the satisfaction said to fill a man lying in a woman's lap. To me, it felt like riding a lumpy sack of meal. We were also too young to realize that what a woman is willing to sell a man will not slake for long the passion in which he boils. Did you enjoy yourself any? I asked little Will afterward, while we ran combs through our tousled hair. I'd rather wrestle an alligator, he said, and I had to agree. Having no more to say on the subject, we ran off to play baseball with other soldiers of Company B who were, like us, temporarily at loose ends. We would look back on this time of childish folly and insouciance with fierce longing, as old men will on the perished days of their youth. Soon enough we'd all be hot-footing it in hell's vestibule, but we'd have some colorful tales to tell, those of us who didn't get themselves scorched. One day, when I will keep the long hours of eternity below my island of grass, I expect to trade stories with dead folk of every kind, color, and previous occupation. In the cemetery, all men and women are contemporaries. All, the comrades and intimates Walt Whitman praised in his leaves, with a foolish optimism born of an infatuated heart. You can die of such a heart. Foolish because only after we've passed into glory or oblivion is the perfect comradeship and intimacy he espoused possible. I've often thought how splendid it would be if I could talk to Whitman now. I'd ask him if it is really just as lucky to die as it is to be born. But there is a continent flung between us whose great divide is more obdurate than granite. One day...